Seahawks fans, wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey Seahawks fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Offset, sitting down with Keith Myers, co-host Keith Myers. After a win on the road, the Seahawks defeat the Rams in regulation, nonetheless, and, and they go to seven and five um, on a Were you Gino surprised, surprised it was regulation? drive that we've been waiting for with Geno Smith yep. uh, to, to take this thing, 27-23. Hey, his Keith, best his doing, best drive of the game, in my opinion, um, just in control. I freaking <clears throat> I've been waiting for that. I, I've I've needed to see it um, because he's had opportunities to win game winning drives during his time in Seattle and hadn't um, succeeded. So we've been kind of needing it to happen. It finally happened, um, and now people like me can shut up about it. Um, and uh, yeah, um, it was. A, I'm glad to see them win. They needed this win, um, but against uh, the LA's JV team, this should have this should have been so much easier than this. I it shouldn't so. have taken it shouldn't have taken a game winning drive at the end of the game by Geno Smith to win this. And overall, it's, it's a very disappointing game, but a win, and we'll take the win. Yeah, anytime you win in the NFL on the road against a division opponent, uh, I'll take it. You know, it's it's uh, these things aren't easy. It's it's uh, it's it's hard, and uh, the Rams have a lot of pride, even though they had many players, many of their star players, out of this game, out for the season. Essentially, uh, they came to play, and and they played well. The I thought, you know, going in, I, we should have been double digit winners in this game. Oh yeah. And when the Rams opened up with an eight yard carry to Cam Akers and then followed that up with another eight yard carry. And then they marched down the field. Um, I just thought, what is going on with this defense? And it happened again. Um, finally, uh, Gino was able to connect with Tyler Lockett, score a touchdown. And then I thought um, if, if the last drive was Gino's best drive, his second best drive was clearly that 91 yard drive that ended with that Noah Fant touchdown. Mm-hmm. I thought Gino showed extreme patience there at the end to throw that touchdown. So that was a great, that was a great touchdown. And that was in the first half. And then uh, Woolen had the interception, um, you know, there in the second quarter as well. I thought, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to throw to that guy's side of the field and expect anything different at this point. Sixth interception of the year uh, for Tariq Woolen. Leads the NFL. That's also a franchise record for rookie players um, set by Sean Springs, I believe. What was the wow. the, the the previous guy to hold that record? Yeah. So. Interesting. What do you think about the Jordan Brooks sack? Like, were you were you um, surprised at all? That's his first sack, even like almost first blitz that I've even noticed him being um, this year. It wasn't. I'm not surprised that it's his first sack, simply because they don't bring him. They they he is dropped back. He he cut roams the middle of the field in a, in a kind of a centralized zone. Um, that's his job. They don't bring him um, when they bring you know, extra players. It's, it's sometimes a safety. It's 
sometimes it's corner, sometimes it's Barton. Uh, but it's never, or sometimes it's both outside linebackers instead of just one. It's but it's never Brooks. And yeah. so when they finally brought him, uh, the Rams just didn't expect it. I mean, they had no one. It no kind of reminded me of the way they used to play Bobby Wagner. You know, to be completely honest, Bobby, he, had, mm. he would always have three or four sacks coming up the middle on a stunt uh, during the season. That was the first time I've seen Brooks do it. Um, I, I may have missed it, and he just got picked up, you know, by, by a block earlier in the season. But it was nice to see, uh, I thought, effective and could be duplicated and effective down the road. Keith, I was really disappointed in the way that they defended the run today. I thought the Rams just really didn't have anybody. They didn't have a game that... Their quarterback, you know, has a has a difficult time throwing the ball down the field, and he's efficient, short yardage. But um, we knew that the game plan should have been to shut them down going in uh, against the run, and they just weren't able to do it. And they just looked sloppy again, out of position, looked well, like they were taken up in in two gaps again, and and yeah, just kind of being passive and not being part, aggressive. That's the part that bugged me is. Um, you look if you watch the, the the defensive linemen, they were they were back to two gapping, which is what they were doing at the beginning of the season. Uh, it didn't work, and they had they switched out of it and went to a one gap system, and that worked really well. But why are they back to two gapping when you know it doesn't work and you don't have the personnel to do it right? Uh, that was frustrating. And then watching Bruce Irvin fail to set the edge over and over yes, again. Yes, um, that's why he's on the Seahawks roster because of his ability to, to defend the run as an outside um, linebacker. He just and kept getting in. sucked in. And I, I, I was just like, there's nobody outside of you, dude. You can't get sucked in. You've yeah. got to stay You've disciplined. You've got to do your job. Yeah. Anyway, and it, just kept, it, was, it was crazy. Yeah, it just kept happening. Um, one thing that I – Sean McVay has Pete Carroll's number. He really does. In the same way that Pete Carroll has um, – uh, the coach for the 49ers. Yeah, has the 49ers number, and um, Shanahan's got Sean McVay's number. It's this weird, like, uh, I don't know. And they all it, play similar schemes, both on offense and defense. Yeah, they do. And 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 that, that might be part of it, but it's Sean McVay plays Pete Carroll really well. Um, his teams always kind of know what Seattle's going to do beforehand, and they Seattle just doesn't seem to uh, have their, you know, the right predictions in place. Uh, so that that's part of it. I think is is just a coaching thing. Is that Sean McVay just knows how to beat Pete Carroll, and the talent on the Seahawks won out. But yeah, it should not have been that hard. We were, yeah. Like I said, we're playing a JV team. I mean, uh, no Matthew Stafford, no Cooper Cup, no Aaron Donald. Um, no Robinson iteration no, of their offensive line in 12 games. Yeah. No, um, uh, Ashawn Robinson at the middle No quarterback. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and even, yeah, yeah it, it, it's like, you have, you have this situation where it's like all these star players are out. Yeah. They still have Bobby Wagner who had a great game for them. Um, they still had Jalen Ramsey who had a pretty dang good game for them, um, as well. But they're missing so many key pieces of that team. A relatively healthy Seattle team should have just been able to walk all over them. Yeah, and and you know part of that was getting to Geno Smith, disrupting timing, um, pushing him around a little bit with our yeah. offensive line, and then um, you know versus the run, they did they did really well. 
Part that was, was frustrating for me. I thought Ken, we should have had Ken more Walker, success. Well, Ken Walker got hurt early, and you know he's kind of the game plan in this game. And I thought he was going to have a great game and started out really good. Three uh, yeah. carries, thirty-six yards, twelve carry, uh, twelve yards per carry, and then went out with that ankle, and that was that was it. Hope he's hope he's doing good. And it was precautionary. We need him down the stretch for sure. DJ Dallas looked like he just tweaked something. He came back, he kind of worked through it. Uh, after mm-hmm. getting taped up at halftime. We'll see and... what he feels like tomorrow. He, this is one of those, you know, on game day, you you get a little banged up like that. You can uh, just adrenaline your way through it. But the next day when it swells up and feels bad, mm-hmm. um, that's when, yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully two, three come, days will be good. You see people come back and play and then find out the injury is worse than you thought. Uh, so there's that. Yeah. So what do you expect? We, we're going to go out on the free agent uh, waiver wire and uh, see what we can find in the running back uh, world out there uh, off the street. I don't know. I don't know. There's not much out there. Um, and they might bring up Bo Melton, the wide receiver they drafted, who used to be a running back, uh, and give him some carries, especially as a receiver out of the backfield. Um yeah, I mean, who else is out there? Adrian Peterson? He's probably not in shape anymore. Um, jokingly, yeah, I, I brought up Christine Michael. <laughs> and I noticed you didn't respond to that um, when I texted We could pick off Melvin Gordon off of the practice squad of whoever he signed with. I can't remember who that is. I don't know That's if he true. Was activated, something like that. Anyway, um, hopefully those guys get back and get um, get situated. Mm-hmm. Ken Walker, I would imagine, hopefully is is something that's not too serious. It looked like he was walking fine, putting pressure on his ankle, all that kind of stuff. I would imagine it was precautionary. Um, let's talk about Geno Smith, Keith, um, and, and and the receivers in this game. So Geno finished twenty eight to thirty nine, three touchdowns. He did have the interception that was ruled an interception, it wasn't his fault, and it wasn't an interception in my book um, where Bobby Wagner kind of took the ball out of Jones's arms. On his yeah, that reception, should have, that should but have was, been his knee was down. He had control of the ball, in my opinion. I I would I would agree with that, but I do think it was close enough. And since it was ruled um, Rams ball on the field, they just it left shouldn't it. have been ruled Rams ball on the field. That's the problem. Yeah, um, but how does that get ruled an interception and not a fumble? Because if the only way that's an interception is if you rule Paul never or came way, out of the ground, touched the ground. You're right; it never touched the ground, but it was still in. The possession of someone other than the quarterback before Bobby Wagner took it. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. They offer same-game parlays, easy and fast payouts, and player prop options. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets, like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, place a $5 bet on any team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
Yeah. So how and is down. it an interception? And, and and down by contact. Yeah. Like it put it, you know, they're ignoring that part and just um Yes. Saying, they ignored was, that part. It was with, in with, but even even then it was in another player's possession and then taken away by the defender. It should have been a fumble. Yes. Um but whatever. I mean right. we're, we're right. also talking about a guy who um isn't even on the roster. He's a practice squad guy called up to be special teams and suddenly being thrown up there as the lead, yes. you know, ball Actually, carrier really, for the third quarter. Well. I mean, he didn't uh, carry the ball very effectively. I mean, he had a couple of runs that were actually pretty decent, picked up two first downs with mm-hmm. those runs, but I thought he did okay. Um, seven attempts yeah. for 14 yards. Yeah, seven attempts for 14 yards, but when you take a look at the receptions, he's got two receptions for 18 yards as well, uh, mm-hmm. and those were very helpful, I thought. Yeah. Um, other than that weird interception fumble thing, but let's talk about Geno Smith. I want to get back to this. Uh, this is the opportunity that I think that we've been waiting for Keith. I thought he played steady throughout the entire game. Um, for the most part against a stingy Rams defense at times, um, that were kind of forcing Seattle to do things they didn't want to do. Uh, but Gino, he had the ball. Gino played, Gino played well. Um, I don't, you look at, uh, I don't know. I I don't do the Twitter thing anymore, but my guess is that uh, Seahawks Twitter is melting down um, about this and blaming Gino for a lot of it. But I thought he played well. He had a lot of pressure in his face. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. I thought he cr- stepped up really well, was patient um, as yeah. much as he could be. Uh, Cross didn't have a great game um, as no, his left not. tackle. His interior line um, failed him time and time again there wasn't much running game to speak of after walker got hurt yeah. uh and yet he still was really efficient uh 28 of 39 367 yards three touchdowns the one interception that wasn't really an interception quarterback well, rating of fault, 116 yeah yeah uh, i mean you really can't ask any more for for a quarterback on the road in december against uh you know a division rival now granted they're struggling they're three and nine now the rams uh but nonetheless this they came ready to play bobby wagner was excited to play against his old team uh you mentioned jalen ramsey that uh, defensive backfield was fired up um but nonetheless lockett ended the game with nine receptions 128 yards and a touchdown tk medcalf eight receptions 127 yards and a touchdown noah fant had four receptions 42 yards i thought those were very effective had that touchdown that I mentioned earlier when Geno Smith was really patient in the pocket, waited to the last minute, Noah Fant crossed in the mm-hmm. back of the end zone, and he was sitting there uh, to kind of backpedal his way out, out of the corner. And I just think that that was, a, that was one of the plays of the game right there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that it, it, it was. And that was one of the things that there's a – when a quarterback is patient, uh, it gives the, the receivers longer to get open. It also gives the pass rushers time to get home, and so it is a it's a double edged sword. When you if when he's holding onto the ball, uh, is the pass blocking good enough to keep him out of trouble and get, let give him time to get the ball downfield? Um, well, that wasn't a situation either where he was scrambling around or anything. He he just he waited. He stepped up yeah. patiently into the side to avoid pressure and. And that was just enough. I mean, he held the ball. It was probably a total of about four seconds. It wasn't a huge amount of time, but it was enough where he mm-hmm. was still in the pocket. Uh, and I thought they did a really good job uh, blocking. Yeah, you want to see you want to see players be patient, but at the same time, you don't want to see them hold onto the ball unnecessarily long. Yeah. And 
Gino has a tendency to skirt that line um, and just be on both, you know, one side or the other, just right, really close to it. Yeah. I felt on in this game, he did a better job of um, being patient, but not too patient, um, getting the ball out of his hand when he needed to. He only took a couple sacks. Um, yes. And those were, I, I mean, one those of them were on the line. Yeah. One of the, I mean, um, Cross, Cross didn't have, this was probably Cross's weakest game. Um, uh, of the year so far, he just got pushed back right into Gino's lap uh, and, yes, and gave up that one. And then he looked the other... like he was off balance. Like he's sometimes just isn't ready. Yeah. And when the ball is snapped and he's, he just gets his, his outside, his first step out is late. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that gets him in trouble a little bit. Can we go on to the other side of the ball really quick and talk about, Do we have Nuasu? to, cause that was, I want to talk cause... about Nuasu though. Cause he had okay. a great game. He had a great game. I want to give him he's... credit. He had two sacks. He, he made some plays behind the line of scrimmage. He allowed other players to play well. Um, I just was really impressed with his game and his, the ability to be consistent. Like he's him and Tariq Woolen, I think are literally the most consistent players this year on the Seahawks defense. Um, I would say like Al Woods, but I saw Al Woods have, have problems today getting blocked out of position. Yeah. Al Woods uh, was really good at the beginning of the year. Yeah. His play is falling. Kind of wearing right down there. a little bit, you know, and Bruce 30, Irvin looked he's bad. He's 34. Yeah. I Bruce love Irvin Bruce Irvin. Struggled. He's a hyper player. I really like him, but he was out of position quite a bit. He, he got sucked inside on several different plays where the runner chose to take the outside route or the quarterback uh, on a bootleg you know, took off on the, in, in the other direction and he was nowhere to be found and that mm-hmm. he's got to be able to stay disciplined over there. I don't know what's going on with the defense again. I really don't. We mentioned the two gap thing. I think that's, this is an issue. Uh, this was a diminished team, a very poor offensive line team. And, and um, I don't understand the struggles that we were having today. We, we scouted this team. We watched film all week. We prepared and you go in and the game starts, the whistle blows, and these guys are just not ready to, to play and defend. And, and I think it's scheme stuff because yeah. these are some of these guys are quality players. They are. Well, um, I look at, at at this and and we don't know what the plan was. We don't know like you know what they what the thought process was. It might have been, hey, this team has so many people out that we should be able to beat them. Let's go ahead and use this as a, defensively use it kind of as a practice. And let's try some of these things that we want to be able to do that we're not able to do yet, but we just need more reps. Um, yeah. And there well, was, the there was a bunch of well, When the game was on the line, Keith, uh, in the fourth quarter, uh, the Seahawks let the Rams drive 75 yards mm-hmm. in three minutes and 30 seconds to score a touchdown and put the Rams up 23 to 20 with no guarantees that we would, be able to score and win the game yeah and that's frustrating to yeah, allow and, a team so diminished and then you look at, to, to you, do that to you after the seahawks retook the lead there in the fourth and they went back to uh you know the rams had that last then suddenly the seahawks were attacking and it looked like they w- were playing it like a month ago um and it was like they waited until that point in the game to to pin their ears back and actually you know rush the passer properly mm-hmm. it, it's just it was a weird a weird game for Seattle's defense. I don't understand what happened. Um, it is frustrating. Yeah, I don't understand the lack of aggression. This team is built for aggression. Like our, our safeties are aggressive. Nuasu is aggressive. You got Bruce Irwin wants to pin his ears back a little bit. You've got a couple of uh, you know defensive tackles and Kuna Ford 
and um, Miles Adams wasn't in there today, but you've got Shelby Harris, who loved to get forward, penetrate gaps, create problems and, and disruptions and so forth, allow your playmakers behind you to make plays. We're not doing that anymore. And it's, uh, it's really frustrating to play so vanilla um, at this point in the season when you should really be gearing up to and, and like you said this is game this game is kind of like a practice game you should be trying some things i don't think that you should be trying to play vanilla and play safe at this point in the season seattle's only seven and five we're not a world beater team this team doesn't look like it has super super bowl aspirations this year so go ahead and get players playing and, and check your scheme for next year and check you know what you've got and and see if you can get it to work together really effectively and maybe it is a talent deficit maybe you and i are just kind of seeing this through some lenses that you know we think these guys should be playing better because you know but well, they just it, don't have it part, they, part of it is that they have they've played better they've been better um the scheme has matched the personnel better than that it did in this game um defensively and it's there's there's a lot there's a lot to be frustrated in i will say you go through and you look at um the seahawks were five of ten on third down that's a that's a trend that i like it, mm -hmm. for them to get back to that they also um the rams were four of 12 33 percent that is something that they have not done the last two weeks on either the offense or the defensive side uh it's good to see them you know, get out there and 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 fix some of these efficiency problems that they they've, they've been having. And conversely, let's you know. I, okay, now I'm going to stop bitching because <laughs> we won this game. We're seven and five. We're at least you know tied for first place in the NFC West. Denver lost again. We'll talk about that for in a little bit. But you know what? We held these guys at 319 total yards on offense. They had 148 yards in pass passing. They beat mm -hmm. it on the ground though 171 yards on the ground inexcusable that's three weeks in a row that we've allowed opponents to go over 170 yards against us but we held them to 5.1 yards per play on the other side we had 6.7 yards per play uh we had 25 first downs we held them to, to 20. you mentioned the third down efficiency for seattle we held them to four of 12 mm -hmm. opportunities as well and then um Time of possession was essentially even, 30 minutes and 53 seconds for Seattle. So all in all, I'm gonna take the win. I'm gonna take some experience. I'm a little concerned now about our running back room out of this game. And that Geno played a great game. It's something to build on. Uh, that confidence now is gonna be there for him, especially in the fourth quarter. This team's gonna be confident in, in him. I think they needed that. Um, so that's a key piece down the stretch. Uh, we've gotta be able to run the ball. We can't run. Uh, 90 yards. We had 90 yards rushing in this game. We can't do that and be successful long term. This was the rounds. They were diminished. We ran 90 yards. But Gino passed 360 yards in this game. Now, that can't happen every game at, uh, for the Seahawks to be successful. So how do we solve that, Keith? How do we get back our, our running game, especially if maybe Walker misses a game or two? I don't know um, because there's a talent drop off from Ken Walker to everybody else. And the offensive line has to make that up and they haven't shown in the last month that they can uh, because outside of Lucas, the rest of the offensive line hasn't looked good. 
Um, and even Lucas struggled a week ago, but um, they haven't looked good run blocking specifically. And that's a problem. This this is a team that needs to get some run blocking going. And I know I hate we you and I keep bringing the same thing up. And uh, at this point, it's clear the coaches don't agree with us. But uh, Jake Curran being able to get him in at right guard, I think, would fix a lot of the running game problems because his ability to take a defensive tackle and push them five yards downfield is something that this team doesn't have right now. Um, and they'd be able to get the running game going better if they had a, um, a mauler in their right guard. And right now they I was don't. actually surprised in, in this particular game. I didn't think that Gino was going to have to throw the ball as much. I thought going into this game, we'd be able to establish the run. I know the Rams have been really effective, but Ashawn Robinson was out um, as well as the best player in, in, uh, in the NFL for this game. Aaron yeah. And you just, I thought, man, this would be a great game to get uh, that run game going and just really just kind of wear these guys down. This didn't happen. And um, and part of that was injuries, but part of that was that the Rams came to defend the run. And so, anywho, we, the Panthers are next. So the Panthers visit the Seahawks uh, in Seattle, and then we've got two of our most difficult games of the season after that. Now, I expect Seattle to go and take care of business at home against the, the Panthers, but they the better. 49ers and and on the at home and then on the road against the Chiefs are critical games. It'd be really amazing if we could win one of those games. Because if you could win one of those games, you've got the Jets and then the Rams uh, visiting again at the end of the year. There's an opportunity to win like four out of the next six or, or five out of the next six, but um, you've got to win one of those one of those games against the 49ers or the, the chiefs. I, I mm-hmm. think, I think the 49ers are vulnerable. What did you talk to me about with uh, so, Garoppolo's injury? Yeah. I saw that Garoppolo got carted off the field. Um, and that are, and that, that, you know, fairly quickly the team said he wouldn't return, but then they went on and um, had a pretty dominant win anyway. So uh, I'm not sure that looking at, um, you know, I don't, I just don't know. I mean, they were, they were playing the dolphins. The dolphins are a good team. They're a playoff team. Uh, and it was 33, 17. And so if Garoppolo is out, I think that hurts their chances quite a bit. Uh, but they're still a quality team. I mean, it, uh, Garoppolo only threw four passes, uh, 37 passes were thrown by, um, some guy named Purdy. Wow. Um, who threw 210 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, quarterback rating of 88.8. Um, yeah, I mean, it's this is a team that's got a lot of talent up and down the roster. And if yeah, they do. If Garoppolo's not out there, it hurts their chances. But this team wasn't winning because of Garoppolo. They were winning with Garoppolo. They weren't winning in spite of him either. He was playing. He was playing pretty well. Uh, but they weren't winning because of him. Uh, now they have to figure out if they can win in spite of uh, this kid Purdy uh, and see what's going on. You know, them because if they if they don't have Garoppolo, uh, I don't see this team making a run in the playoffs. 
uh, no matter how good their roster looks. You just have to have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so they become, they're, they're still a game up on Seattle, um, but they become vulnerable. This becomes a team that is not going to win out, you know, the way that they, everyone was talking like they would. And Seattle could get a win. You know, it's, um, it's an important game. So Seattle could, could actually upset them there and, and uh, get themselves back into first place and have a shot at uh, a home playoff game. But they got to take care of business every other week too. That's really what it comes down to. So the Panthers, um, you know, last week beat the Broncos and then they, they had their bye. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they're, they're facing the, uh, the Seahawks this week. Um, But they, you know, they've beaten the Falcons. Um, The Ravens beat them. The Bengals have beat them. Uh, The Falcons uh, beat them earlier in the year. They did beat the Buccaneers. The Rams beat them earlier in, you know, October 16th. So they're just kind of an up and down team. I don't expect, though, that the Seahawks are going to have an issue handling this team. Um, Sam Darnold's coming in. We'll talk about it later in the week when we preview the game. Um, And if it's not Sam Darnold, it's uh, it's the other guy. What's what's his name? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. That's right. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. So we'll see. Yeah, there's a whole lot of not good um, when it comes to that particular team. They're they were hoping to turn things around, and it, it, with the Baker Mayfield thing, that didn't mm-hmm. happen. And, and now they're in rebuild rebuild mode. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they've gone back to Sam Darnold tells you a lot about where they they feel they are. Uh, so this so is that, the- it's, it's a team they've got to. The Seahawks have got to beat. So the Seahawks improved to seven and five, um, and, and it helps our playoff chances. Conversely, Denver lost again. Keith, uh, they have nine losses on the season, three and nine. Love to see it. Um, the struggle continues. Yep. Their offense is horrible. I think Nathaniel Hackett is a one and done quote coach. I think he's going to be gone. Right, he's still employed. Uh, he probably won't be by the end. Um, but that that I mean that really helps solidify the, the Broncos' uh, choice in the first round that is now owned by the Seattle Seahawks as a top five pick overall. So that'll be uh, very interesting as well as an early second. Um, fun fun stuff. All right. Yeah. Anything, anything else? No. Um, I let's just let's call it a show. Um, good win, Seattle. Like glad you did it. It was ugly, but it was a win, and and every win should be celebrated. So um, now go get ready for the next one. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, they're not all going to be easy. I, You know, the more I thought about this game, I was thinking uh, early in the, in the game, I was thinking that these things are just hard. It's just hard to win in the NFL every week, no matter what the roster is. It's a different iteration of that that team and you've got to be ready to play and certain players come out and make plays for the other team. I thought their quarterback did an admirable job. He's, you know, he's a guy that's been kicking around for a little bit as a backup and uh, came in, tried to do the, the job. Um, and Seattle just was a better team. And and I think that they, it finally showed up uh, both on the last stand defensively and then with Geno Smith down the, down the stretch. I'm glad he got that. Um, yeah. To, you know, last two-minute drive win um, to put uh, him over that little hurdle. I think that was – I heard it on the broadcast that that was the first time since 2016 that he'd led, he'd led a, a game-winning drive. Um, so that's good to see. And then, yeah, you don't have to talk about it anymore. 
I know. I'm 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 ecstatic, ecstatic about that because yeah. it it had been a thing that you kind of were starting to wonder because he and it had wasn't a, opportunities. It wasn't like it was a sketchy drive either, Keith. It was just a real nice, solid drive down the field. Used the clock. Um, yeah. Did, uh, I thought Tyler Lockett came up big a couple plays, and then that that last throw was was amazing to make out there. So, okay. Let's get out of here. Find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. You can find me at NWC Hawk. You can find the show at Hawks Playbook on Twitter. SeahawksPlaybook.com is the website. Find us on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and share it. So until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWC Hawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.